I dare say that all of us have heard this gospel, what amounts to an astronomical number of times, and for good reason. It's one of the most famous readings in all of Scripture, and I would certainly count it among the most poetic of the entire Bible. So there's a lot to unpack here in this gospel of the Beatitudes. We could talk about the connection between maybe Christ and Moses, how just as Moses went up the mountain to receive the law from God, we could maybe say that Christ went up the mountain to give the new law. Or we could maybe talk about the connection between those Ten Commandments and the Eight Beatitudes, how the Beatitudes are the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments, how they work in perfect continuity with them, not a definitive break, or a rupture from the teaching of the Ten Commandments, as, again, we know that Christ came not to abolish, but to fulfill. However, I want to talk today about how the Beatitudes challenge us, and not just because they're countercultural, because they very certainly are. The Beatitudes are the ultimate challenge to cooperate with God's grace. What do we mean by that? And what does it mean to cooperate with God's grace? Well, to do this, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite childhood movies, Angels in the Outfield. Danny Glover, Tony Danza, I loved it. Tells the story of the California Angels, this baseball team. And to call them a terrible baseball team is an understatement. They were dreadful. They were dysfunctional from top to bottom. They were just plain old bad. Until... A young boy prays that the team can get better and win again. And lo and behold, actual angels start to help the team out and assist them, and they start winning. Now, what does this have to do with the Beatitudes? Well, the assistance of the angels to that baseball team in that movie is very much like the graces that are held out to us by God in these Beatitudes. God is the one who gives us the grace to be poor in spirit, to be meek, to be humble of heart, much like sending those angels to help that baseball team. So when we say that the poor in spirit are blessed or that the meek will inherit the earth, it's not because of what the poor in spirit did, as good as it may have been. No, it was a gift given to them by God. This is what we heard in the responsorial psalm. It's the Lord who keeps faith, the Lord who sets captives free, and the Lord who gives sight to the blind, etc., etc., etc. God's grace allows the poor in spirit to be called blessed. Just as in that movie. The angels were a terrible baseball team. They were not going to win on their own, but with the assistance of those heavenly angels, they became a good team, and they won. And so it's the same way for us. You know, in many ways, we're like those apostles, early apostles in the second reading today. Not many of us are wise or powerful by worldly standards. In many ways, we are those foolish people whom God has chosen to shame the wise. And this happens not because of us, but because of God's grace. This free gift of God's life into our very souls. It's a free gift from God. At the same time, however, all of this hinges on our cooperation with God's grace. Again, those early apostles in the second reading were lauded by St. Paul 
because they were actively working to put the graces God was giving them into practice, right? That practical element of salvation. And it's the same way for us. If we cooperate with these graces that God holds out to us as a gift, if we put them into practice, our reward will be great in heaven. And this is a reminder to us that salvation isn't something that just happens to us. We have to still go out and play in the game, just like the angels did. They couldn't just sit on the sidelines and say, well, well, this is great. We have angels doing all the work for us. No. They had to still go out onto the field and play the game, and the angels would merely assist them. It's the same way for us. We can't just sit on the sidelines and say our work is done and go have a drink by the side of the pool. It doesn't work like that. Just as God's grace allows the poor in spirit to be called blessed, the same way here, we can't be called poor in spirit or merciful or clean of heart unless we demonstrate it ourselves. So it's this beautiful balance of God's grace and our cooperation working together. It's the very quintessentially Catholic both-and approach. Not one or the other, but both working together. So when we put these two things together, it's when we combine the graces that God gives to us with our cooperation and our demonstrating of these graces that we can truly be called poor in spirit and called blessed. It's the same way with these beatitudes. They can truly become part of us. We can truly become what these beatitudes call us to be. Now we also have to remember that God doesn't force us to cooperate with him against our will. It's not like there's a gun to our head saying this only works if you cooperate. No. We have to freely cooperate with God's graces. And we have to remember that there will be some who will cooperate and some who unfortunately won't. God gives sufficient grace to everyone, but not all will accept it. That's why even at Mass, when we consecrate the chalice, if you notice, we say this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many, not for all, because we know that there will be some who unfortunately won't cooperate with God's grace. So it's a reminder for us today to pray for them, to pray for those who have fallen away, that they can accept the great gift that God has given them and cooperate with him once again. And maybe for ourselves today, brothers and sisters, we can begin by thanking God for those areas where we do cooperate with his grace, but at the same time, ask him to help us go even deeper toward a more full cooperation of our whole self with what God holds out for us. Because all of us do want to get to heaven. All of us want to attain salvation. So let's allow the Beatitudes that we hear today to challenge us to more ardently cooperate with God's graces so that we can truly be called blessed.